0: From the fifth quarter studio in Madison, Wisconsin. You're listening to High School Hoops with your hosts, Steve Collins and Jake Stager. It's an exciting one. Today we're going to talk about picking, uh, picking an offense. So I think this will be an interesting one for a lot of the high school coaches out there. Um, before we get started, though, I want to thank our sponsor. Dr. Dish. Um, they are the, in my opinion, the number one shooting machine on the market uh, from all sorts of standpoints. I can tell you a little story about ours. I can remember the first time we got our first Dr. Dish. Um, we used to have one of those shooting machines that had the long trails coming out, like the metal things. And Old, old people are listening to this, remember those. And it was exciting to have a, a machine that, that could just shoot the ball out at us. Well, the technology and the advancements they've made with, this, with the newest version of Dr. Dish is unbelievable. Um, you know, they're, they're not only sturdy and they're smaller than they used to be, but, uh, you know, they have individual workouts. You can do things for your iPhone. Um, you can track players. You can see what they're doing. It's, it's great. So go over and check them out at Dr. Dish. Also, make sure you subscribe and like. We really do appreciate that. And then last thing is make sure, you know, we're getting to the middle of September. Prices are going to be going up really soon for teachhoops.com. So if you're on the fence, 14 day free trial, I jump in. Not sure um, when the site's going to be done. Our goal is October 1st, Um, but we, we have, we have our old site. It's still working. Everything's great, but our new site's going to be up and then prices are going to increase. So if you're thinking of joining, make sure you do that. You can always, do purchase orders and things like that if you if you work for school because obviously this is about high school hoops. So let's get to Jake and uh, learn uh, high school hoops, picking an offense. Oops. Um, and this one I'm pretty excited about. So we're going to try to keep this under an hour, but yeah. <laughs> you know, Coach and I have a lot of things. So go ahead, Coach. Throw the question out there, and then uh, I'm going to grab all my notes here while you do that.
1: Oh, I've been looking forward all week to uh – Talking about this question, it's something that I've had experience with it for a long period of time as a high school coach and made a lot of uh, bad decisions. And we can talk about um, why I made those bad decisions and how you guys can learn from listening to our podcast of making a better decision. I think that's obviously the goal of um, Coach on Nplug is to support coaches and especially high school coaches listening to this about that. Uh, but the topic is, which Steve seems pretty excited about, is <laughs> how do you select an offense for the upcoming season?
0: All right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so let let me. I'm going to just throw out what I thought about my notes, and then I'll, we'll have you jump in. So sounds I think, great. I think there's. I think first of all, there's two types of offenses. Um, there are, or first of all, there's two types of coaches. I think there's the system coach and the non-system coach. Okay. So I used to be a system coach. Early in my career, we ran flex or swing. Um, mm-hmm. I I I have become hopefully a non-system coach. Um, so let me, let me explain the differences between them. A system coach, especially at the high school level, um, Bo Ryan would be a prime example of assistant coach at the division one collegiate level. He ran the swing, he ran man offense. That's what he did. He did it really well. Um, and that's all he did. He recruited players to do that. Um, and that's the, that's the sole thing he did. He got really good at it. They broke it down. I think they were in a plat, when he was at UW Platteville, they ran a little diamond press too. But, so he would be he would be considered a system coach. A non-system coach would say, "Okay." Um, thinking about last week's episode, he would <laughs> take a look at his players and go, "Ooh, we can't dribble, so I can't run the dribble drive. Or we don't have a post, I'm not going to run the triangle offense." Um, so hopefully, I think uh, that I, you know, I we haven't run flex in probably I don't know five, six, seven, eight, maybe more than that years. I don't even remember last time we ran it. Um, now I take kind of take a look at the kind of players we have. Um, so I, w- I would say that I would fall under that non, non-system coach. Okay, then underneath that, <laughs> um, I think you basically have different types of offenses. Um, you have the motion offense, or so the free-form offense, the one that kind of gives the kids all sorts of fr- freedom. You have a continuity offense, which is like swing, like flex, like the triangle, um, you know, if you go back to the free form one, it might be like read and react something that there's specific rules, but there's not dribble drive would probably be under free form. Uh, Motion offense would, then there's two types of subcategories. There's the, um, the called play offense, which is you call play, um, you know, uh, UCLA cuts, all those kind of things. So you're calling, the coach is calling a lot more of those kind of things. Then I would, I under that, I would put probably a quick hitter offense. Um, that's we, we run we run a free-form offense with quick hitters. Um, a quick hitter is something that can get you a score, uh, maybe a, a double screen for a post or something like that. And then um, some coaches have a specific zone offense that will work against specific zones. Um, other coaches will use their um, entire offensive system. So I think that's the encompassing of the things that we got to talk about. How do you feel about that, Coach? Did I miss um, anything?
1: No, I I, I just um, I, I said offense is ever changing. When, when I thought about it, um, I also thought about it's it's. I think it's important to have a staple offense that your team can rely on at all times. Um, it may change as you go further, but to always have that in, in, in the back that you're you're good at really something, right? Not um, constantly be changing it, um, which. I guess, in a sense, you could have a system. I'm a true believer, and I guess this is the idea of having a coach unplugged and seeing different perspectives. I think you should have a blend of all three.
0: Of I all think it's three, nice of, of a continuity, of a form. Uh, uh,
1: yeah, and then have some sets.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: okay. Th- and that continuity often can be just a simple, stable offense that even your youth program has run or you can use that in the back burner. Um, yep. I That's just an idea. I've seen a lot of coaches do it and have a lot of success with it. Uh, for me, like my, my continuity offense that I would constantly keep in the back burner is my ball screen continuity. Uh, it's yep. very simple. It yep. doesn't take very long to teach, and uh, it's something that you can utilize at all times. Okay. So sometimes continuity could be very simple, but it could be a staple that you can – you can uh, turn it back to.
0: Yep. You know, so you, I would tell I would tell coaches that yeah. And mine, mine is tends to be the I, mine is a um, hybrid of the read and react.
1: Right, um, so that's your staple offense. That's my
0: staple. So I what I would refer to this as if you're building a house. That's basically your basement. That's your foundation. And right. When the boys get stressed or the girls get stressed, you can always go back. <laughs> the tornado's coming. You go to the basement. Right. You know, it's your right. staple. It's your consistent. You know, you can do it. You they've run it since sixth grade. So yes, I agree. I th- I, I would agree that um, I would agree that a continuity um, or a motion offense or something like that or or screen offense like you or Re- right tons of again that, that can be a different that can be a whole different episode about talking about it action. really
1: can but I, I also say that your players no matter what you do have to be able to grind they have yeah. to execute and they just got to be able to play. Right. You know, and different moments in the game, they got to be able to do those three things. So having some variety makes that easier for them to do that.
0: It does. Okay, so so the first one you said was continuity, which I would agree. What was the second yeah. one? You saying you're
1: – I said like a, a blend of all – like a, a blend. I know like a, a motion or a read-to-react. I think you got to okay. have something where it's where, where it's very unpredictable. And okay. you can do things based off of it. And then I think you got to have some sets or some quick hitters. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think those the, sense of really the quick
0: hitters come into play more even more so for situational stuff, like absolutely, yeah, it's a clock situation, it's a timeout situation, it's the beginning of the second half situation, it's the beginning of a quarter for some of you um I think that's where it's like, oh, we need a score, we need a post touch we need we need our best player to get the ball um so yeah, so so when when the initial question was what again what what kind of offense yeah. Okay, so how, how would we answer that? So I think we may, right. I mean, you're saying, you, your, your argument is we should have a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah, but I also think it has to fit down to what, um, what you believe in, too, as a coach. And we'll talk about this later in a couple uh, podcasts later on, is off, uh, being authentic. Right. You can only coach what you really know and what you what you believe in.
0: And what you feel comfortable um, with, yes. What
1: you feel comfortable with. And so um, just because you may think it's it's really good, but are you really comfortable in coaching it? Right. Um, is, is a huge thing as well, and you have to believe in, the, in that system. Um, and so, you know, I, I believe that some of the things that, and some of the things I've used, I I really think that I believed in them. And some of them I just picked up because I thought they were the right thing to use or there was the fad and so forth. And guess what? It, It didn't work out as well. And right. I think you don't have, have
0: the, the shiny point. object. Don't have the shiny object problem. Is what I. write. A lot of the coaches. It's like don't have the. Oh, that looks good. Ooh, that. Let's try that. Ooh, let's but try I think that. that's
1: one of the reasons why you designed teachhoops.com. We yeah. talked about it years ago. Yep. Is that there's yep. so many shiny objects out, yep. out there. Yes. To, to say, all right. Oh my gosh. When you're co- when you get that magazine from Championship Productions. Right. And there's thousands and thousands of DVDs, and you right. just want to grab all of it right. because it's 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 it's.
0: Not really. It's too much. You can't do it's it. Too much. It, it. It's too more, much. It's more like, okay, I, th- I think that right. our team is good at this from last week. Right. I think that we're going to try this, and then we're going to get really good at it. Right. Okay? Um, so that's the issue, I think, as a coach out there. It's like, don't get the shiny object. Don't get the 85 different things. You might make a wrong decision. It, it, I I I, I kind of talk about it in terms of businesses. too. Mo- anybody that's been successful in a business or been an entrepreneur, has failed fifty thousand times. You might try something. I, and I've done it. You might try and it doesn't work. <laughs> you know what? Then you get rid of it and then you try something else. But you can't. You you, you gotta you gotta put the effort and the time in that we're gonna try this. We're gonna sell this, and then you know, right. You know, if you get a hit over the head eighty-five times, you stop. What about zone? What about zones? What happens if I throw a one-three-one at you or a matchup three-two or those kind of things? What do you do?
1: Um, I've actually had more success in the, in, the, in the at the college level running quick hitters. Okay. Um, I, um, and uh, then having two base continuity offenses against an odd front and an even front. So all I had is I would always have a, uh, have an even front zone offense that I think would utilize yeah. our strengths. And then I'd have an odd front and then I'd have a qu- couple quick hitters and I make adjustments based on the zone. And I think that's really
0: um, good. I think the key to the zone is you got to, you got to reiterate to the boys or girls that you got it's about ball movement. It's about making the right. zone, make the zone move. Mo- zones don't like the move. Um, right. Right. And And understanding the
1: weaknesses of within it and learning how to position yourself. You know, I think a lot of times we can position ourselves and pin the zone. I think it's huge how to pin the zone and utilizing what you have. But if we try to make, you know, have
0: five. Hey, coach, I hope you're enjoying listening to High School Hoops. Brought to you by the great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Go over and check them out. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Resources, videos, handouts, practice plans, mentors a community like nothing else it's netflix for basketball coaches with office hours and one-on-one and my email address so go over and check it out Um, a special discount to the high school hoop listeners type in school and you'll get 10 percent off we took it all we brought them to our land
1: an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end. What will I become? Senwa saga Hellblade 2.
0: Play it now with Game Pass. I have limited time, so go check that out. Bye-bye. Five or six different zone
1: offices and overcomplicate things. It just becomes too much. It does. One thing I learned that was really interesting this year that we did in college last year is we built a lot of Everybody, I hope
0: you're enjoying that so far. Um, A lot of really good golden nuggets on far as picking picking points and stuff. And we'll put our show notes down on the bottom so you can read those things a little bit later. Also, make sure you subscribe and like. Go over and hit on iTunes and hit the five-star for us. We would really appreciate that. And also, um, go over and check out teachoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Let's get back to picking and offense.
1: Lot of our quick hitters from man to man, and ran them against zones. Right. We were able to take some of the same things we were doing, and, and, and we could run it against, and it just made it made life so much easier. You know, we didn't ha- we could om- we could actually, and we'll talk about this probably in a couple a couple weeks or a month or so about defense. Right. But you can focus more on how can you make your defense more complex. Right. I guess to me, I look at offense as simple. And I look at defense as something more complex, so it makes it harder for teams to get prepared for you.
0: Right, and the thing is, I I I think what I think you hit on something there that if it's working against a man, it'll probably work against zone. I always tell, especially young coaches, I said if you've got a good out of bounce play, use it as your press break. Right. I mean, if it works to get the ball in and bounce into score, it's definitely going to work when they're pressing. Working. So yeah. a lot of those correlations is like don't reinvent the wheel. If something's working, use it. You know. <laughs> It will work the way you need to do it, but I think it goes back. So again, hopefully we're building in September here last week. We were talking about looking at our teams, kind of making that list strengths and weaknesses. So now I think as a coach, what you got to do is go, okay, here's what I feel comfortable with. Here's what I think our strengths are. You know, I've got five guys that are five, seven, they can all dribble. Well, then we're going to run the dribble drive. How am I going to, I'm going to adjust that a little bit to a zone. You know, I think that's what, I think that's where, I mean, it's, it's like the flow chart you sent me that we're going to eventually do. I think you got to right. come up with a flow chart. You know, it's like, okay, here's my team. We're good at this. If we're good at this, we should run this. If we're good at this, we're so I haven't gotten that yet. You know, I want to stay married. Um, right. There's a good, I think there's a good kind of mental flow chart you can do at this point about, okay, you know, picking your offense. What do we, where, right. we got bigs, we got guards, we got this, and then, you know, you got to kind of flow from that, I think.
1: Uh, you, you know, the other thing is, and I, I, I guess I, I pin this question at you being a head varsity coach, is how much continuity do you need within, not, I'm not talking continuity within uh, offense, but within your, your JV2 or your JV team and your varsity? How much do they have to be simultaneously the same? Because what your varsity team looks like might be completely different to your JV one. And so your JV one might not be able to, if you don't have a lot of ball handlers, they can't rub a dribble yeah. drive.
0: So that, you know, that's, like that's why I like, right. that's why I've moved. That's why I've been by. I, and this is my personal opinion. This is why I've moved more toward the read and react because it allows you to maybe set ball screens. It allows you not to set ball screens. It allows you to right. get post looks. It allows you to not do that. I want, cause I want, everyone to kind of be running that as they come through so then, when they get to me they understand they're going to pass they're going to cut they're going to screen they're going to do those kind of things and then i can change the pieces of the puzzle at that point a little bit Um, uh you know if you're running only dribble drive and then you get a a group that's horrible dribblers you know you're gonna have a problem um or if you're running some sort of post offense like a triangle offense and you don't have any posts you kind of run into that, so I think that's something you got to think about, especially if you're running a program. That right. oh, you know, here's my shell. Maybe it's a continuity, maybe it's not a continuity, but this is what I want kind of everybody to run, and then I have to feel like I can I can have spokes off that for different years. Like I can I can screen, I can get I can get the post looks, I can get guards looks, I can press, I can not press, all, all those kind of things. I think you have to think about long term, and to be honest with you, you can go down and look at your seventh graders, and you can kind of get a sense. Um, you can, yeah, yeah sure. it, it, You're guessing still a little bit, but from from someone who's done it thirty years, I can I, I can tell you about my fifth grade class. I can, I mean, right? I don't right. know, but I can, right. I can I can it put them in a little bit of a box. Here's what they do really well. Here's what they do. Ooh, this group's right. not quite as good. They got these couple kids. Ooh, this group is good. So I can tell, to be honest with you, I can tell you all the way down to fifth or sixth grade in my program. Now, things change, absolutely. Um, you know, my son's class is a is a, is a is a prime example of someone that they've pivoted. You know, they they were always kind of good, but they weren't. I think they've gotten better as they've kind of moved up. And they've gotten some pieces and kids have grown and kids have learned to shoot the ball and things like that. So things change, but I think it hasn't been, they haven't gone from a 70, they haven't gone from a, you know, a 70 to a 95. They've gone from an 80 to a 90 kind of thing. Right. Um, So that, I think that kind of adjustment as a program leader, you can look at for sure. Um, But it's not easy. And and it goes back to what I was saying before. You're going to make some mistakes with this quick hitters. If I had a nickel for every quick hitter I've tried, I'd be retired on a beach somewhere right now.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it, it's just the way it is, but I think it's really important to take the time to select a really good offense that you can fall, fall back onto throughout the season. Yep. And that you can, can break
0: down into little pieces. I was listening to right. something about becoming an expert and, you know, the Ma- Malcolm Gladwell thing is the 10,000 hour thing is, but they, they basically said that people that get good at things like that, they are good at the minute stuff. Steph Curry is good at the minute stuff. Has he put the hours in? Yes. The ten thousand hours was average to become a uh, uh, world renowned pianist. You got to put in twenty five thousand right. hours to become like this. This this kid that becomes like a there's a, like a number game you can play. It takes four hundred hours. Uh, ten thousand is the average, but all of them get really good at specific skills. So if you're thinking of dribble drive, you better have them dribbling. <laughs> right
1: know. and I, I, the last thing I wrote down is that your your breakdown drills should reflect your offense and what you're doing. Yes. And you yes. know again yes. talk about this we we're talking about that this giant <laughs> what was it the light we were talking about early on in the show about like there's so much out there and you choose all these different drills but if they don't connect to each other Doesn't they're matter. not going to build they're not going to build off of it. Right. So um you know in regards to you know when we ran the ball screen offense all our breakdown drills were all reading and doing things off the ball screen you know right. or when I read Wing. Man, I did every breakdown drill that I could do where they could be able to read off of that, um, to, to do a dump down in the post, whatever it was, how to seal everything right. that's to connect to it. Right. I think a big mistake that coaches make is they select an offense and then they grab all these different drills that have no connection within their offense.
0: Yeah, you got to sit down. You got to take a Saturday, you got to go to Starbucks, you got to get away from the distractions, you got to yep. close all your browser tabs, you got to do all that kind of stuff, and you have to say to yourself, okay. I'm, I'm. gonna work on my offense. Come up with some drills. I mean, I I can help you, but I'm just saying this is what I tell everybody: is like you got to come up. With, you're gonna. You're as good at coming up specific things for you. I'm telling you right now, we we're, we weren't very good at screening next last year. We're gonna do a lot of screening stuff this year. <laughs> um, you know, I watched the Brookfield game. We're gonna screen. We're gonna we're gonna screen. And if you don't screen, you ain't gonna play. Um, <laughs> so. That, but that, but that's what I've been working on. It's like, okay, how can I break this down into a small little piece so that when we put it in the bigger one, that they go find a body, that they, you know, they're making contact, that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's, I think that's as important as picking your offense is the the minute, small, how are you going to teach it thing.
1: And if, if you're not able to do that, then it's definitely not an offense that you should be touching because you're not, if you can't create breakdown drills on your own and selecting an offense, especially if you're a JV, even a freshman coach or a varsity coach at this point in your career as a coach, then it's not an offense that you're familiar with and it's going to, take more time so yep. if you're going to start getting really good at learning the dribble drive you shouldn't be doing that in September you should have already been thought about doing that in March and being a, yep. a, you know, a connoisseur of that for a long yep. time yep you so know, maybe you grew up only totally
0: yeah. good good ahead.
1: Go ahead. but like like I said if you if you like for me any day I could teach motion offense because uh, my high school coach uh who just retired we were a motion guy man I could teach motion and do breakdown drills forever because I know it you, right, know? Right. Um, and, you know, um, you know, it's all about what, you know, and what you can build off of it.
0: Yep. So I, and, 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 and especially if you're a younger coach, if you're a youth coach, if you're a dad, if you're a freshman coach and you ran swing and you feel comfortable with it, run it unless, unless your head, unless someone above you is telling you not to then run it because you'll be able to do, like you said, better breakdown drills, teach the kids then you can spend the time to go, oh, I think we should really be running read and react. I really think we should be running dribble drive. I really think we should be running, you know, the Villanova offense, whatever whatever then 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 that's going to be your homework for six months you know right because it know, takes uh,
1: time to really understand reading and react if you've listened to a lot of the shows lately reading reading react is great and i think it's a a, right. a a great way to teach kids how to play basketball but it's also the coach has got to take time to how to teach that well, i've you been it for two
0: years and i'm horrible at it still i mean i'm still right i mean I'm, i i mean i'm not i i could go in and give you swing flex drills forever but ever right yeah but you know, the, part of that's the growth part, of my, the growth that I'm trying to do, but it's also what's best for the boys, and that's right. what I'm trying to do. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Um, any, all
0: right. Anything else on that, Coach? No,
1: I just think the importance of just reminding uh, all coaches out there, it's, it's about comfort level and choosing something that's going to work best for you. Yep. For you can be the best coach you could be, but also that your players can be. And um, and and stick to those two, two key things, and I think you'll be fine when yep. selecting an offense. Stick
0: your guns. Stick to your guns. Yes stick to your guns and you'll be fine. absolutely all right good all right till next week coach bye
1: all right see you later bye-bye hey
0: everybody all right the weekend is upon us <laughs> make sure you subscribe and like make sure you go over and check out com, the netflix for high school basketball coaches but better than netflix netflix doesn't have one-on-one coaching netflix doesn't have office hours netflix doesn't have those things we do offer those um, so go over and check it out. 14 day free trial and have a great weekend. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your bright new day, Lop.